America. My name is Aimee Osei Frimpong. I come to you live every Friday, uh, usually a little bit later than this, but I um, got to skip town. So I'm giving you the show now, and I'm going to do two quick back-to-back. This first one, part one, is about how um, craft is long, but life is short. The Latin is art's long, but life is short, and the Greek is craft. And since I can read both, I'm telling you, craft is actually a better understanding of, of what I'm talking about. So craft is long, but life is short. That means it takes a few generations to learn how to do anything. Anything meaningful takes a few generations. Even things that aren't particularly meaningful, it helps if you have generational knowledge. I mean, there are stories. I mean, it's not an, it's not an um, accident that uh, Steph Curry's like, dad is Del Curry. It's not an accident that, um, you know, the, the list of second-generation basketball players is getting long and long. And it's not just because good genes and they're tall. It's because, like, good footwork and good fundamentals and everything. I mean, there's a famous story of uh, Marinovich's dad who pretty much kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of groomed him to be a quarterback. Didn't do so much of the parenting part, but did the, the, the quarterback part. So he was a great quarterback, but a, like an awful kid. And so, like, that was a problem. Um, but the idea is that art is long or craft is long, but life is short. It takes a few generations to learn how to do anything. Even like, like I, had, I had a carpenter working on my house for a little bit, and uh, I asked what his dad did. His, turns out his dad was a carpenter. You want to know what his stepdad did? What, would you believe his stepdad was a carpenter? So what this means is that even something like carpentry, um, not even something like carpentry, carpentry is a skill, but even like all skills, it takes a few generations. And for black people, since we were locked out of so much of the labor and craft market, we need to actually design public interventions to make that up because we'll be competing against people whose grandparents terrified our grandparents out of the game, right? So um, 50 years ago, something like 75% of the black workforce was uh, farm worker, in the Southern black workforce was farm workers or slash sharecroppers or domestic workers, which means that we're very good at those things generationally. But there are a lot of other things out there, HVAC repair. There's a lot of other things out there that we don't do so well because we didn't have the generational knowledge to learn how to do it, right? So, for example, it would, be, it would probably be easier for me to teach my kid how to be, my daughter how to be a congressperson than it would for, her, for me to teach her how to open up her own mechanic shop. Like, like that's like that's ridiculous. I would you would have a better chance of me raising a judge, a judge, a sitting judge, than um, uh, you know someone who with a roofing business. Like I can help my daughter become a judge. I can't help my daughter like with roofing. I don't I don't know anything about the business. I don't know where to ask. Like so, there are a lot of things. Art is long, takes generations. Um, even things like cleaning domestic work, like like all of these things. Culture matters, and cultures, cultural institutions don't die like um, humans do. They sustain and reproduce themselves. So we need to kind of build the quality of institutions that intervene on us being segregated out of like the craft development. Because now, if we just compete, we don't. We're not in the game. We're not in the game. And this actually reminds me of the spelling bee champion, avant garde, the the young woman who won the spelling bee champion. And then you read about her and it turns out well her dad was very involved and shout out to black dads we get a lot of crap but you know there are a lot of black dads doing the most 
out there. And, uh, you know, you, you can say a lot about uh, Joe Jackson. You can say a lot about Richard Williams. You could say a lot about Tiger Woods' dad. But what they're trying to do is take a leverage their little bit of knowledge about what it means to make it in this nation um, and be excellent and leverage that into, like, they're trying to squeeze water out of a stone. Um, and so, like, I give it up to these black dads. And being a black dad myself, like, I'm trying to intervene on a lot of things for my daughters. The good news is I have, I have, um, I have, I have uh, cultural resources that not everyone has. But also, one of the reasons why I do this video is so that, like, when I'm in the ground, they can come back and look at this and kind of understand <laughs> why I do what I do with and to them. And also, I, I do this as a cultural intervention for the idle people at home to understand, like, the stakes. And so you know, like, what to do with your kids, right? Because as it stands, America, as it's groomed, isn't groomed for us to be excellent or particularly successful. It's groomed for us to kiss white ass. And if you don't want that to be your life and you want that to be your kid's life, you can get some money doing that. But I'd rather squeeze out a living and some dignity in this life that doesn't involve doing that. And by the way, depending on who you talk to, speaking like this makes me down white unemployable. So go ahead and go down to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in $5.15 or $50 a month uh, to help me doing, like to help me stage this cultural intervention that you so desperately need and appreciate. Right? So art is a uh, craft is long but life is short so everything you need to learn how to do everything you learn how to do it takes a few generations and since we were locked out of doing so much for so long and terrorized out of doing so much and for so long and actually we were actively taught to do so much badly especially culturally we were actively taught to kiss white butt and to eke out life that way, then we have a lot of generational interventions to do to kind of wrestle dignity out of our lives. And with that, I'm going to hit the opening. To the beach, oh. uh, yeah. Sound good to me. Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and it can feature in your front. So a lot of things that seem normal to one class of people will not seem normal, will seem aberrant at another. I remember, you know, I don't, I'll be honest, like my parents were good, they were doing the best they had. I don't think I understood what, like, no BS parenting was until, because my dad, you know, my, my parents divorced pretty early. He was kind of a no BS African immigrant, so like that would have been something. But like, they split when I was young, until I got to Berkeley. And then I saw the way these kids were parented, and the like intense, the intentionality <laughs> that went into making uh, some of these students at Berkeley. And I was like, oh wow, I just kind of lucked my way into this. And so like now I've kind of I, I kind of studied them and studied their parents and all that, and I and I I'm pretty good with my kids. But um, in terms of just the quality of intentionality and institutional intervention that goes into, especially like, for example, the immigrants' kids, because the institutions, a lot of white kids get very well based on institutions, but they don't know that's the institutions that's doing their work. They think it's their freedom. And so, like, especially liberals, like, so, like, don't follow them because they screw up their kids. Now, conservatives do it badly because they put awful content in their kids. And, but at least they'd, like, do it intentionally. 
Like there's an intention. Uh, uh, but immigrants are kind of trying to like recent uh, upper, what, what you get in the United States is a lot of upper class immigrants from other places who are used to like ruling their other places. And then they come here and then, you know, rule, like aspire to rule here. So it's, 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 it's a little bit different, but there's quality of intentionality and, and to the parenting that's not obvious. Uh, I mean, it's obvious to them, but it's not uh, obvious to everyone that I, I, I saw at Berkeley that I, uh, I want to emulate in my kids. You can call it the tiger parents or whatever. But for, for the most part, it's um, a quality of intentionality, which is markedly different from even the white family. The white family, they're coddling girls and like saying, oh, baby, poor baby. And I'll talk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go at the white family once I'm done with this video because I think it's very important that we go on the offensive because what they teach in the white family ends up metastasizing into society and then ends up with racial injustice. And I do not like that. So next video, people say like, you can't go after the white family. I'm going to go right after the white family and, uh, and why we need to restructure and, and get rid of some of the cultural commitments because it takes generations for them to learn how to treat us like trash. Um, so uh, art is long or craft is long, but life is short. We need both the general education of how to be like a good citizen, a thoughtful and engaged and wise citizen, which I hope I try to disseminate to you guys every Friday for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and it sticks. But we also need the specific knowledge. For example, my daughter's a violinist. Uh, she's sick. She's a pretty good violinist. And uh, the only reason she's so good is because I spent some time in the classical music world and I know how to teach. I, I just know how, you know, good violinists kind of go about the craft, right? Not that I played the violinist, I played the oboe, but like I was around violinists, I know the kind of seriousness and what to look for. And so like I can school her and then my other daughter's a really good cellist, right? For the same reason. If your daughter, black person, is trying to compete with my daughter, they're gonna lose. Unless you yourself have like the quality of experience and intensity that I'm bringing to the game. Um, like that's just how, like that's your, doesn't matter how hard your kid tries if they're going to have bad habits. What happens, like, think about it. Black people, you know, or athletes know this. If you have a bad habit, it doesn't matter how hard you try. It doesn't matter how hard you practice. You have a bad habit. You might be actually making yourself worse. Something that someone knowledgeable, a coach, could come out, point to you, see, say five words, and fix, or you could just keep it forever. Because nobody took the time to like say like, well, you know, square up your shoulders this way or that. Like, so it's not just that with um, music or sports. It's that with a lot of things in life, right? And nobody's going to correct black people. Nobody's going to be that coach as it says five words. So we will hustle, hustle, hustle harder, screw up our whole lives, die young and stressed out and blaming ourselves for not hustling hard enough. Meanwhile, they'll keep that secret knowledge inside. And one, one reason why I think, you know, me yapping is so important because I try to get that secret knowledge all out. <laughs> I try to, um, I try to, um, I, I try to tell all the secrets here to, because I'm, I'm a Democrat. I want everyone to know everything, but I also want black people to know everything, all the secrets and tell the whole truth so that we can stage some of these generational interventions because that's what it's going to take, a public intervention. Um, to catch us up, but also to take them down a peg because they're, like that's they're, like justice is going to entail all of that. 
because their excellence is premised on our degradation. And you better believe that they learn the, uh, the system, uh, the, how to reproduce our degradation just as much as they learn how to reproduce their excellence. And by them, I'm talking about white people. Um, so, craft is long, but life is short. Parents are very important, important and generational knowledge is very important, and um, specific skills are very important, and the tenacity is very important, because it's gonna take tenacious. But also, we need to stage the quality of public programs so that every black parent doesn't know have to know everything about everything. And if you have the quality of public programs, we can outsource some of that work um, to a network to a publicly funded network in the same way that like, uh, for example, like I said, my kids are very good string players. I, we, they, we were at a camp a few weeks ago and uh, someone was talking about how their very high class uh, uh, school district has Suzuki string courses um, for kindergartners through third grade. Everyone gets Suzuki violin or cello uh, in kindergarten through third grade or piano, right? So if that were the case in my public school system here, that would save me hours a day of what I have to do with my children. So the idea that you could kind of outsource this would be good for everyone, but um, uh, uh, you know, if we don't, we end up privatizing this burden and I end up having to do it all with my kids. And I do, and my kids are excellent for it, but it's a lot of work, right? Like I, I could be writing more, but instead I'm walking my kid through scales and long tones, which is great for her and great for me, but like I could be writing more. I could be reading like a little bit harder text. So I, I do that um, because I have to do a generational intervention at the, um, uh, for my kids. But ideally, you want some of these things institutionalized. And we've been locked out of them. That's the most important thing, because we talk a lot about generational wealth and how we were locked out of generational wealth through the GI Bill and all that. But also, it's just generational cultural artifacts. Um, I mean, I'm, I study philosophy, and a lot of philosophy students are second-generation uh, academics. Right? A lot of dentists, it turns out, are second-generation dentists, and a lot of pharmacists are second-generation pharmacists. Those two things kind of pass through. But uh, a lot of philosophers are second-generation academics. So their parents weren't necessarily philosophers, but their parents like have a PhD in something else. Right? So these generational... Um, these generational uh, inheritances, it's not just money, it's a cultural disposition. How to study, how to take notes. Uh, like so much is culturally informed. And people will lie about these culturally informed. One, they'll lie to themselves, they'll lie about their kids, and they'll just be like, oh, it's natural. No, 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 no. Um, I, remember, I remember the first time I knew that, like, just uh, not the first time, but one of the clearest times I knew that, like, these people lie about everything. They don't even know. I was talking to this woman, and she was kind of a big deal philosopher. And she was like, I don't even know how I got started in philosophy. She's, you know, chair of a department or whatever. She's like, I don't even know. And she studies epistemology, the study of knowledge. I don't even know how I got started in philosophy. I, started, I came in English major. And I was like, huh, your last name looks familiar. So I did some search. Her dad was the uh, uh, was a philosophy PhD and dean of the school, a very nice school, right? So she has the audacity to tell me, like, you know, I was an undergrad at the time. She has no idea how she became a philosopher. Meanwhile, her dad is a whole philosopher. 
She's like, yeah, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. I was like, yeah, but you can't tell people that you have no idea how that happened. Like, it wasn't a clerical error. People just assumed that you were going to become a philosopher. They, so they groomed you a certain way, and then you become one. And now, like, you make good money being a philosopher. So I don't. I so don't trust white people to tell you the truth about anything because they're not the most self-reflective people. <laughs> so they're not going to tell you the truth about the cultural inheritances that, that kind of went into making whom, who they were, especially liberals. Liberal, I find liberals to be worse than conservatives about this. At least conservatives know that institutions produce people. Um, uh, so think about what it means to stage a community-wide intervention. And it's got to be publicly funded uh, because you can't, we don't have the disposable in, in like, uh, income to privatize these the quality of public interventions we need. But we need to think in terms of we need a public intervention um, to intervene on like this the the our awareness of craft. Right? I remember I saw a a posting for governing position on a board, but they wanted it was uh, having to do with heating and cooling. And they wanted someone with 12 years heating and cooling experience. And I'm like, well, the only people who are going to have 12 years heating and cooling experience who are going to be interested are going to be people whose parents were in heating and cooling or somehow general contractors. Um, and turns out there were a lot of white people whose parents were general contractors. And then they got their wastrel nephews um, heating and cooling jobs. And by the way, I, I look at this stimulus bill. I might have said this before, but there's a $3.5 trillion stimulus bill coming down the pipe. But unless it comes with reparations or set-asides, for black people, descendants of slaves, preferably, um, that money all just ends up going to white uncles and then their wastrel nephews. Uh, that's just like the, the Obama money, the Obama stimulus money. So we'll get the goods, as in like the, the roads and stuff, but we won't be building them because it'll be the people who get the contract, who have, who know how to fill out the forms and who have the forms already saved from when their grandfather filled out the forms to get um contracts from reagan so they already have the forms already ready to go they just have to tweak some things those people aren't going to be us right um so you need to stage cultural interventions uh, because art is long even getting contracts the act of getting a contract is getting is long like you might be a good carpenter you might be a good agent sports agent but it turns out that your dad was a general contractor and what was the general contractor doing? Well, they were getting contracts, right? So like, it's not a negotiating contract. So uh, the family resemblances between the way institutional knowledge is passed down and degradation, institutional wealth, and institutional poverty is passed down isn't, isn't arbitrary, right? When we need to stage intentional interventions. So thank you for your time. And, and I'm talking about intentional interventions both with your own kid and you need to think in terms of the community. Real quickly, I do want to talk about the Spelling Bee Champion. All right, so that Spelling Bee Champion, dad, serious guy, right? Um, he's like, we're going to do this. She was spelling uh, 13,000 words, so seven hours a day she was spelling for the last few years. She had a coach. The coach was a white guy from Yale who was also a Spelling Bee Champion. And the runner-up had the same coach, white guy for the Yale. So this black dad hunts down a white guy from Yale, uh, uh, spelling bee champion, and there's this notion, well, well, you know, we don't need white people. We could have done it. We could have done it ourselves. No, no. 
if they didn't get this guy from Yale, uh, who was himself a spelling bee runner-up champion, who now coaches uh, to train their daughter, they would have lost to whomever else he coached. Right? So yes, we need access to the generational knowledge and white people have it. So we need access to knowledge. We need to pry it out of them. What we can't pretend is that that guy's just kind of randomly in our social circle. No. We need to seek him out and somehow compel him <laughs> um, uh, to, 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 to pry open that knowledge, right? Because he's not going to be in, in, Van, in, um, in uh, the young woman's social circle. He's not going to be in the father's circle's social circle, right? We need to find him and then pry the knowledge out of him. And, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think you need to be particularly obsequious about it. Like, you don't need to be particularly solicitous. You say, give me that damn knowledge and pry it out of him. And because it's what we need to do. It's justice. As a matter of justice, we need to demand and, and or force the state to compel that knowledge into our people. Because uh, that's what's at stake. And without that knowledge, you don't have a black spelling bee champion. Like, I'm tired of listening to all of these. Um, I mean, even Simone, ba like... Let's not pretend that Simone Biles had a black coach, <laughs> right? So um, this, this knowledge, is out, we've been locked out of it in our community, and we need to pry it back. And it's not going to happen necessarily through black minds. It's going to be happening through black wills, like rusting the knowledge from white minds. And, uh, and that's perfectly appropriate. So thank you for your time. If you like what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com and kick in. And be, make no mistake, these white people will lie or tell white kids something and tell black kids something else because all you guys have had white teachers who do exactly that. And um, so we're going to have to, but like these, these are the puzzles we have to work through. We have to stop pretending that we know everything we need to know um, because stuff's been kept from us. And we have to stop pretending that it doesn't matter. Thanks for your time. I'm going to do another video. Uh, I'm going to prep it real quick, do another video, and I will see you soon.